This is The Meek Informant, your content source for Legend of the Five Rings, published by Fantasy Flight Games. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to The Meek Informant, your podcast for the meek and uninformed. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eric. And tonight we're joined by Maddie from Luxury Playstyle. Hey Maddie, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're super excited to talk about all of your stuff. For those who don't know, Luxury Playstyle, actually, you know what? I don't want to introduce this stuff. Maddie, can you explain to us what Luxury Playstyle is? Yeah, I can do my best. Um, so Luxury Playstyle is just a, a shop I put together where we make kind of the, uh, we're trying to be the highest end game tokens you can possibly get. You know, one day maybe we'll get to the extreme high end, but at the moment we're kind of at the ridiculous, we're trying to be at the just, just shy of ridiculous high end for game tokens. Yeah, we, we make those, we try to make it for a bunch of different games. We started out with LFR and it's been a lot of fun. I think this community has been a, a, um, a very passionate one and it's been, a, been awesome kind of working with them. I think that you've achieved the like just shy of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, depending on your budget, I guess. <laughs> I mean, at least it feels ridiculous to buy them. <laughs> but it does, but they feel, feel so, so good. Um, it's so fancy <laughs> when we have them out on the table. That's my goal, right? Is like, I'm, I'm trying to make stuff that like you buy it on impulse, but then when you get it, you like cannot possibly regret it, right? Yeah, when yeah. it's in your hand, you're using, you know, like it just feels as good as, as good as it feels like it costs to, you know, to spend money on the name of your brand is perfect because it does feel like you're playing with luxury luxurious (laughs) yeah i've never had buyer's remorse i I gotta say i'm no no stranger to buyer's remorse with like gaming products but your your tokens that's kind of the 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 thing and we try to make it where you know service wise it's like it's the same way so you know if you're if people aren't even slightly satisfied i want i never want anyone to feel like they're taking a risk on anything that we're making because um if they're not 100 percent satisfied like we'll do whatever we can to make them Happy with it. Yeah. Well, I know that I love my Eric's in the same boat. Uh, so we wanted to, uh, just for the viewer out there, we, we wanted to have Maddie on the tonight. Man. <laughs> I think I make that joke N- every podcast. Nicholas, who, that's your name, right? <laughs> Nicholas, I think it's the, the only viewer that we have, right? Uh, thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> we want you to, uh, obviously, to talk about your tokens and why, why you're making them and how you got started. But I think before that, I'd like to hear about what your history is with rings and how you how you started playing Legend of the Rings, Legend of the Five Rings, Legends of the Five Rings. Yes. Yeah. In case, yeah, you know, in I case, distracted him. I'm sorry. <laughs> in case that one fan, Nicholas, doesn't know what Legend of the Five Rings is, no. Uh, um, I actually used to play um, the old Five R way back when, only for a little while though. I was like a you know, big Magic Zombies for way too many years, but I uh, played old Five R for a little while. I was really into Phoenix. My, uh, you know, I had a degenerate wasting disease deck at the time. Um, before the game changed up and it wasn't quite as broken. Played that a lot. I annoyed friends uh, a lot, and then kind of got out of it. But I always loved the aesthetic, and I loved, you know, loved to play it. Was that a card? A wasting disease? Wasting disease? Yeah, it was one of the one of the black scrolls. Oh man, yeah, that sounds it was, pretty intense. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was just amazing at killing uh, personalities. So yeah, it was it was pretty generous. But it's been a long time since I played it. I really love the story. I really love the feel. But I got out of it before the story got really crazy. Um, and the, my local play area didn't have as much enthusiasm for it, so I didn't really get into it too deeply. After that, never had a reason to get back into it. But then, um, you know, one of my dear friends. He uh, he heard it was coming back, and we had a lot of fun playing it before, and he was a big fan of it, and he kind of got me playing it when it came out, and we both agreed we'd go with our, our previous clans. I'd focus on Phoenix, and he'd focus on Dragon at the time, 
anyway, yeah. Um, so got back into playing it and been playing it since then. Um, and I, you know, absolutely loving it. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm semi jealous of the people that, that played all five R cause, uh, there's a, there's a wealth of knowledge in, <clears throat> in like the lore and stuff that I totally don't have, but Nick's helping fill us in and all that. Um, I'm jealous of the same thing because I didn't get too deep into it, but I knew it up to a point. Um, when, uh, uh, but after that, all the crazy stories of all, you know, all the tournaments and everything, I mean, I'm really jealous. I, I couldn't have been a part of that. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The story, storytelling choices seem to be a little more tame now, but yeah. there was a cool, uh, a cool video. I can't think of the, the gentleman's name that kind of talked about the story of the greatest story yeah. and gaming guy. And that, that was pretty cool to, to hear what it was like. But, yeah. Um, yeah. If you go Google on YouTube, yeah. the greatest story in gaming, then that guy talks about. I'm sure you're, I'm sure Nicholas, your viewer has already seen it, but I have yeah, seen it too. <laughs> Sorry, Nicholas, don't want to waste your time. <laughs> Nice. We're on the same wavelength. I like it. Um, so how, how did you get into minting coins? Is that like, that's the correct term, right? For what you do? Um, kind of. Um, how do you describe it? Yeah, I, 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 I use that a lot because um, it sounds cool. Um, but that's kind of, you know, essentially what, what it is when you, uh, when you uh, make the coins, either you're, um, you know, there's a couple different ways to do it. Uh, you know, the, the process of actually making it, I mean, you can be stamped with a die or, um, or, you know, uh, injected, uh, mold injected, um, for casting it. But you know, ultimately if you are, uh, you know, producing a lot of coins, you know, typically we'll refer to that as minting, but anyway, I got it. I mean, honestly, I only, um, I got into this whole, um, this whole area, uh, purely because of L5R. So, um, I, uh, I actually, so. I play, you know, a lot of virtual online games and, uh, and I played magic for eons and I played, you know, magic online and everything. And I was always who had to like bling out my decks and get the, you know, the rarest promos for them. And then, sorry, you know, uh, are you talking about magic, the gathering or yeah, yeah. It was magic <laughs> oh, okay. the gathering. yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Magic, the gathering. Um, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. I played that for, for eons. And so I would play that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I was always always big on that. And I, and I, you know, I, I kind of got out of the game, and I was playing a lot of online games. Um, and then in those online games, you can get all these you know virtual goods and make yourself look all you know blingy and uh, and have nothing but just like you know just crazy expensive rare um, uh, cosmetic items. Anyway, um, so I've been big into that in virtual economy. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just kind of do some over the top. I mean, in, in, in virtual economies, I mean, we're talking, you know, you can get gun skins or hats or something that cost tens of thousands of dollars, literally. Um, yeah, I, amounts in WoW. I played WoW for, <laughs> yeah. for a good time. And uh, yep, pretty, pretty familiar with that. Uh, yeah. I haven't spent $10,000 on a mount, so there's that. I have spent hours circling the skies in WoW to get a, uh, a rare mount. <laughs> it was a, a low moment, a low point in my life. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't hate. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly uh, can't imagine anybody hitting on that. Like, cause I honestly think that that's a niche. Like people who spend that much time on their hobbies um, really, really want to show that passion somehow, right? And I'm kind of one of those. Like maybe not everybody, but some people. And so for me, I was like, well, you know what? I you know, I'm playing Phoenix. I really want to show my support for Phoenix. I really want to have the best possible presence on the board that I can. And so I was like, all right, well, I want 
you know, I want to replace all my stuff with metal stuff. What would it take to do that? And so I started researching, you know, what, what I would need to do it and trying to make, you know, make contacts and started investigating what I would have to do to, uh, to get that kind of, um, to get that kind of thing and have, you know, stuff that was better than, you know, it, you know, anyone I would play at a tournament or, you know, stuff to show off. And it was literally just for me. Um, and I discovered that, you know, trying to get that stuff produced and, uh, you know, I, I met some really cool people, um, who make, um, who make, uh, you know, awards and medals and, uh, badges via their minting presses. And, uh, and I started talking to them about what I was trying to do and they're like, well, you can do it, but it's exorbitantly expensive unless you get a lot of them made. And, uh, and so I made a lot of them and I, uh, I was like, all right, fine. I'll suck it up. If it, if it turns out that, you know, it doesn't work out, then uh, I'll have a whole bunch of them for myself. But then I'm like, okay. So when I read it, announced it and said, Hey, I got all these extras. And I had, I was just overwhelmed with the number of people who were like, Hey, I want some of your extras. Um, what, was, what was the first thing that you made? Oh, it was the Phoenix, uh, fate, uh, classic Phoenix fate, uh, coins. Like the, uh, clan specific, like the big ones that you make? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Quarter size, about the size of a quarter. Yeah, uh, a U.S. quarter, and then uh, yeah, you know, a phoenix on the front, um, and then a red um, honor symbol kind of on the back of it. Um, yeah, and so I got this made, and there was just so much um, interest, and so many people PMing me like, "Oh, I want them," and "Oh, can you do it for this clan? Can you do it for this clan?" And just begging for all this stuff, and so I was like, "Ah, uh, sure, I'm gonna play crane eventually. Let me do crane," you know. Um, and then some of these people just literally like, I don't, they're, they're, you know, people are messaging me like literally. Every crane you make, I want a hundred of them, and like some big, you know, high roller patrons just really, really want to jump on board, and that got it started. And I was like, you know what? Hey, there's all these kindred souls out there who want to bling stuff up like I'm doing. Let me let me see what I can do with this. It'll be a lot of fun. So that is that's cool. Yeah. So um, so you don't actually make them in house. You don't have like a minting set up in your basement somehow or something you you kind of like you work with contacts exterior and you you have them produced yeah for the most part um like there's some pieces that um there's some things for example like prototypes and 3d printing pieces or whatever that um i will you know you know get done more locally um so i can prototype and get a feel for how it is on the table um and get samples made and things like that and there's some you know, especially when it comes to packaging and the like, some of that stuff will craft um, to kind of get it the right way. But the coin minting or whatever, I've made so many contacts in that industry at the moment that it just doesn't make much sense to do it until, you know, other than prototyping, it doesn't make sense. I can't do it on the economy of scale that um, is necessary, you know, to have it, you know, do it ourselves. Um, it, you know, and keep it to be something that's even marginally affordable. Right. Cool. So, um, what's your? Can you describe your process? Like, how how do you start? How do you start designing a coin? Yeah, that kind of depends. Um, it well, not kind just of depends. Coin. Mm-hmm. Not just coins, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You make all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, like all sorts of different size tokens and uh, and all sorts of different kind of approaches. I, so far, I'm mainly working in metal. Actually, one of the first things we did actually I experimented with was. Like a magnet, um, a, na- a magnet-based honor dishonor, which it wasn't fully metal. It was just a, almost like a magnetic bookmark um, that I just really wanted for myself. So I'm like, hey, I'll get a bunch of these made and see if anybody wants some. And they were pretty popular, but they didn't go really with what I was trying to do with everything else. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, for a new design, um, actually nowadays it's kind of hard to to 
you know, describe it. Normally what I'll, I'll start out with is look for, um, you know, when I was first starting out, I would look for inspiration, um, you know, throughout. It was more of a hobby and fun. I'd look for inspiration within the community and then think about, okay, in my medium, what direction could I go with this? Like, what could I do in a 3D that would really stand out from what everyone else is doing? You know, what would look great shiny? What would look great with a, you know, a silver or a gold or a copper approach? Um, what can I do to just be able to just stand out, you know, and, and I kind of went that route of trying to say, okay, let's just think outside of the box. What's the next thing I could do that would just make it clear this is something above, you know, what you'd get in, you know, acrylic or wood or cardboard or whatever it is. Um, and kind of iterate there. Um, nowadays I've, I'm just, I have constantly on the design side, I'm just constantly keeping, um, you know, I have all these inspirations, all these ideas as I, I try one approach, you know, with a technique where it's, you know, whether it's, you know, hey, I found a really good way to make the translucent enamel on, you know, say our, our scorpion coin or some of our Arkham coins work in a certain way. And I'm like, I, I put that in my back pocket. And the very next time I'm like, okay, I had like seven things I wanted to try with this design. And it was just waiting for this moment. And then I try to put them together to make it work for that design. Um, so nowadays it ends up being, I've got all these ideas. And I just don't have enough time to kind of get them uh, to kind of get all of them in the pipeline done and uh, get, get a bit behind. But uh, um, if you need so any just, more specific like tools. and, and I was, was like, going to say about getting behind in the pipeline. We are, <laughs> we are intimately familiar with that, uh, with the podcast and the videos and all that stuff. So uh, are you an artist? Uh, do you do all, do you, do you, do you make all the art that you end up putting on your tokens? Yeah, I'll say that I'm, when I started this, I wasn't really an artist. Um, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I have a, I feel like I have a very good eye for design and the stuff that just clicks and works for me. And I like, Hey, I know this will be like, this will be amazing, but I have a hard, harder time creating that from scratch. Um, cause I wasn't formally trained on the, you know, um, uh, more of a software architect, but, um, I've always had like an armchair, um, design side of, you know, everything I, you know, everything I do for my you know, day job. And we'll talk about that, uh, later, I bet. Um, but I, um, uh, but I have actually started getting to the point where a lot of the, a lot of the art is, uh, ones that we create. Um, sometimes it depends on the artwork. Sometimes we are, you know, I, I have, uh, some artists that I commissioned to do this. Um, sometimes, uh, it's, you know, just, you know, brand new art that me or my wife, Miranda, who's helping out with this now, um, create, um, and it really depends on which piece we're talking about. Um, you know, but cause I use a mix, some of them I've already got some in my head and I can make it work. Um, others I partner, like I, I'm, you know, I'm stuck on, you know, for example, the artwork for our prize element of rings. Um, there's, you know, it's five different artwork pieces. I actually did a design contest online with, you know, I think it was like 16 different artists, you know, contributed ideas and they're not familiar with this game, but they were familiar. You know, I, I explained to them, you know, what we were looking for and, uh, you know, found one that got really close to what I was looking for. And then I redesigned the air and void rings, um, using some of their, you know, ideas as a basis, but something that just really spoke to me. Um, and it ends up being a very, very painful process for me because, <laughs> Like I, I'm a perfectionist on it and it's not speaking to me. I'll just iterate on it for like weeks, like, and just obsess over it. It gets really annoying. So a lot of the designs take so much longer uh, than I want, like weeks getting it re ready. So 
yeah i can i can halfway relate to to the yeah, perfectionist <laughs> side i <clears throat> tend to err on the side of perfection is the enemy of done perfect is the enemy of done um <laughs> but it really let's is. say you've managed to get enough finished uh to to say that you can manage to do it uh you know perfect and done perfect perfectly done <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be um, good it'd be good if that were true but um i i, I Got a lot more I gotta get done. I'm getting really behind like the variant clans and stuff like that. I, I really gotta catch up on that stuff. Yeah, come on, man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you kind of were talking about this a little bit before, but uh, you know, we weren't sure when we set this interview up if uh, luxury play style was your full time job or if it was just a side gig. It, it sounds like it's a side gig for you. Uh, can you just talk about that and what your day job is and what you? Yeah. I mean, so I've been doing software architecture and software, you know, design and, and, and programming for pretty much my whole life, um, you know, decades now. And, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, this has been like something I'm really excited about um, and, uh, and grew into this. And it's kind of a, it's more of a side thing at the moment, but um, it's actually, my wife is kind of making it her full-time focus, um, you know, uh, and that'll be exciting because we'll make even more progress on a lot of things. Um, she's actually designing for another one of the FHG's games. She's designed a set of tokens for that, that we've got, we're getting the first mint for. I don't know how much you want to talk about other games, but, um, but you know, like we're working on some X-Wing tokens, for example. Um, but, uh, but on the you know, FFR side, um, that's my, my baby. Um, and I've uh, been working a, a whole lot on those, but you know, as a side gig, it's even harder to make progress on the stuff. So. Do you, do you and your wife, does she play L5R? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she's Ooh. a living the a, dream. We have a, a rivalry. Um, she plays crab, um, and it happens to be like almost always perfect counter to my uh, my Phoenix control decks um, and or my Phoenix crazy attachment nonsense. So it's really hard, but I'll do well against everyone else in the tournament. Her in the tournament, she'll she'll her deck is almost always geared to be able to beat me very easily. So <laughs> she <laughs> she plays in the tournaments too and everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, a couple co ties, I think, um, and uh, and the local tournament scene uh, when we play, she'll uh, she'll come up there and play. In case my wife listens to this, I am not jealous of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> definitely not. It's totally fine if she doesn't play L five R. Awesome, good for you. That's great. Um, so it is a side gig. Uh, I imagine that that takes a lot of your time up. How do you have any free time? Uh, that is my free time. So it's what I do for fun. So I don't get to play as much as I want to, you know, I, as much as I would like to, um, because it, you know, it takes so much time. Um, and I wish the local scene was bigger, um, which is where I want to get more, you know, I want to get, you know, uh, more people in the scene. So you know, I can grow it even smaller areas um, of the country where, where I'm at. So we are dedicated to helping you in that cause. Awesome. We can we can commiserate a little bit on the reduced playtime since starting this podcast. I don't even think we realized how much it would reduce our playtime, but we've yeah. uh, sunk a lot of time into this and a lot less time into playing. Yeah, I had to drop from the Discord lead this month. Uh, much to I got shamed a lot by uh, a couple of local players. I literally <laughs> just them just going like shame. Yeah. <laughs> shame. I, I dropped out of the previous two and didn't even sign up for this <laughs> one because I just had no time. Yeah, I got into one, and uh, but I, I haven't been able to sign up for more of them um, just because it, it eats up all the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. So, what's your uh, what's your favorite token that you've made so far? Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I, I 
probably the one that's probably going to stick out the most uh, for me would be the void, um, the void for the prize element ring. Um, there's a few of them um, that like just stand out. That one's that one's one that like I ended up making that the center piece of that one the logo for the company because it was just so you know like I stumbled upon it. It looks so good. I just really enjoyed it. Um, and just me iterating on that artwork and was very happy with it. Um, and then and and actually like. It, that's one of the my where my OCD and my perfectionist comes in, right? So I don't know, like if you guys heard, but like the so I made that that set of prize elemental rings, um, you know, and they're five. They got custom artwork uh, on them, and the void wasn't quite right. Void was great, but it wasn't exactly what I envisioned, and so I sold out. You know, I sold out of all of those or most of them, um, and then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I need to redesign that. So I went back and redesigned that one a bit changed one facet of it to make it like have a re recessed metal in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I just sent free copies of it to everybody who'd already bought a set. Cause I just want them to play with what I had you know, envisioned. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think I saw that on your, on the, the, uh, the Facebook group. And I was, I was impressed by the, not only your attention to detail, that's something that was, uh, a relatively minor design change, uh, how you kept focusing on, on perfecting that, Design, but then yeah, I saw that you had sent everybody a copy of those. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, if you're listening and you never got a copy of it, um, you know, and you bought the prize owner rings originally or won them at a tournament or something, you know, reach out to us um, and I'll I'll get you hooked up with the original. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then we eventually you know included it in every set, and then I gave them both of them. You know, whenever anyone bought of some of the others, I gave them both of them just so they'd have them. Um, you know, if they for some reason preferred the one I didn't like. Um, How could they possibly? Have such <laughs> yeah. good taste. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was okay. Some people might have preferred it more, but I, I think most people preferred the, the updated one because it, it went with the other ones. But anyway, um, the other one would be the you know for Arkham, the clue token is really near and dear to my heart because um, the the detail for that um, it was insanely hard getting something that was like nickel sized um, to get that much 3D in it. It was like really pushing the envelope for what you can do in this medium, and I'm super happy about how it turned out even if it's not exactly perfect it still turned out to be you know an incredibly hard piece to put together i'm just happy it happened um, you're, you're talking about like the eyeball on the back of it yeah exactly yep the eyeball looking through the looking through a, a, a keyhole um that piece was like really hard to get right and I, I quite didn't get it exactly the way i envisioned it but um but at the same time doing something like that that small is like really hard i might not do it again um but, uh, but for that game, it felt just really, I wanted something that felt you know, immersive. And so I, I would have with that. So uh, my, my wife, Miranda, her favorite are like Wounded Heart and then her X-Wing shield token she designed. Um, so. have, you picked, uh, have you picked on one of those to actually mint in bulk? Because I saw that you had like two or three designs floating around. Um, for which one? For the X-Wing token. Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I haven't, you haven't announced that we were doing X-Wing anywhere. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Surprise. other than here, so you get, you get it here, but then I have a, you know, I, I do circulate it with some people. That's, you guys um, are so here first. No. Yeah. Right. All you X-Wing <laughs> players listening to this random L5R podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep, sure exactly. that the secret is not out of the bag. Nicholas, you know? don't tell anyone. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, we're, we're doing some some there, um, and uh, yeah, we've been trying to we're iterating on the finish. Like that's one of the fun things about minting these is like there's so many different areas we can uh, you know play with. Is like do we you work on the metal finish part? Do we work on the enamel? Do we adjust the artwork, the size, the thickness? 
the metal it's, it's used. You know, a lot of the tokens are, are iron, um, which I love because I have all these dreams of doing stuff with magnets with them. Um, but yeah, the the clan tokens are um, the you know the core clan tokens are all of those are magnetic, but um, it's definitely more um, economical and easier to do like more detailed 3D in things like zinc alloy or brass. And so you'll see a little bit more of some of my newer ones are, are, are using zinc alloy or brass. And unfortunately those don't have a same magnetic quality. So anything I'm going to do anything magnetic with, I'm going to, I'll, I'll go back to because it does work really well and I love it. Um, but, um, at any rate, um, the metal finish side is one of the things we iterate on on the X-Wing. We're trying to figure out exactly the right metal finish to just, you know, scream something for, for that game. So and we try to do the same thing, right? Right now I'm iterating on the variant crane token and I got a real silver finish on it. And it's just, it's just so gorgeous, but there's one big problem. And that's that, like fingerprints instantly mm-hmm. show up all over it. And it's like, and, and then it looks ugly, but there's a kind of beautiful, um, a, a beautiful thing in my mind. If it turns out that all crane players have to sit and polish their tokens after every match, <laughs> like it's just, there's something like poetic about that. Yeah. Um, and, and very crane like. So that sounds, that's not a high expectation. I think for them. <laughs> Nick, Nick's going to do that. If he ever gets his hands on any of them, uh, <laughs> that's just crane. It's the way they are. Um, so what's the, uh, what, what's the hardest part of the designing slash creative process for you with, with these tokens? For, for me, just on the design side, the hardest part, there's a lot um, of hard parts, but one of the, the probably the hardest, um, especially in L5R, uh, is uh, I want everyone to like it. I want everyone who sees it. I'll, I'll sell for 95%. Everyone who sees it say, wow, I can see why people would like that. Even if they don't really love it, I see how they like it. And I have an especially hard time with the crane one, right? Because I've kind of like mentally blocked on that because I, I know that's one group that, you know, is going to be particularly, um, they're going to want to match the flavor of the game. They're going to want it to feel good and elegant and designed. Well, I think everybody's going to want it for every one of them, but that one in particular, I, I want to do it right. Um, I don't know why, like, you know, maybe, maybe it's kind of, you know, my own mental block there, but uh, I don't want to, des- I, I want if I can get the crane fans, you know, happy with the quality of something uh, for this game, or they just have to have it. Then I'm doing it right, you know. Right, they're um, the artists of Rokugan. Yeah, artisans, yeah. art artists. Yeah, but that's why, like, the variant crane has taken me like months of iteration, and I've tried a hundred different designs, and um, I think I'm finally zeroing in on something. But it's kind of blocking all the other clans. The other clans, I feel like I can just, I can, I can come up with something I know fits their aesthetic. But part of the aesthetic of the crane one is like it's got to be, you know, elegant. It's got to be sleek as possible. So yeah, like unicorn and crab, you can just make make some dirty tokens. Yeah. And... <laughs> yep. I mean, like that's you know that's part of the nature. It's not, yeah. You know, I'm getting into the aesthetic, the immersion. If I can get something that's you know a little you know not not quite perfect, a little a little. Um, but but I you know I don't want to make any. I don't want to rush any of them. But um, the crane one especially gets challenging because. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disappoint the the people who already bought like 13 iterations of the tokens because they're they're hopeful that the next one will be the, you know, the perfect crane one or something. So yeah, I think for the variant unicorn, you should just throw them in like your dryer with a bunch of rocks, and that that's probably. Uh, I think we should get a uh, a key rin, like iron out or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. We've got no. some ideas for you, Maddie. No. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll phone them in. I appreciate the ideas. Keep working we'll brainstorming. We'll come up with something yeah. else. All right, cool. Um, so you, you know, you've got these, uh, the seasonal soccer tokens that you do, the, the smaller ones, uh, which, you know, we each own a set of the original ones. Um, and they seem to very nicely fit at least the, the winter silver ones and like the new spring blossom ones that you have, the green and yellow ones, they all like those ones fit perfectly for dragon players as far as their color schemes. And the blue ones are like great for crane. And I know the cranes, all, all the crane players went nuts when those went out. Um, are you like intentionally doing that? Or is it just kind of like I, I'm picking colors and these happen to fit so, in with these clans? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, it's not, it's not a coincidence. Um, but here I've got to weigh two sides of this, right? So I get feedback from people who are like, I'm actually really glad you avoided with the seasons, avoid doing clan specific stuff because that makes me want to get every set so I can mix them up and do whatever. On the other hand, I get people who feel like they don't have one that matches their clan. Um, and so I try to balance it so that I could have something that pretty much every clan would have one that they would be comfortable using that would you know, not be against the aesthetic of their clan, um, but at the same time, not dedicate anywhere. If you had one for, for another clan, um, it would feel, you know, it'd feel out of, out of place for you. Um, so that, that was again, a hard challenge. Maybe I'm just making it for myself, but like, you know, trying to please everybody at the same time, but that was like incredibly hard to iterate on the colors and the schemes to try to kind of, Hey, let's go with the seasonal thing. The seasonal thing was actually an accident, right? So um, I started with the very the very first one, and I'm like, this is what I want for a generic one. And I'm like, you know, it did the 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 gold part of it is beautiful that I have to release these. Not what I wanted. It's not what I envisioned. And I'm like, but these would work really well as kind of like a, 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 a hey, it's summer. These would work perfectly for that. So let's start with, you know, um, a, uh, you will start with a summer gold sacra, and then maybe I can do it every season. And people just love the idea. And we went on and you know and did it. And I hope I'm not like tipping my hat to show like the tricks, like how how much of this is accidental. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, um, it's been a lot of fun, and the encouragement we got from the community on, on doing those kind of ideas um, has been just phenomenal. I, I mean, I just loved it. Yeah, I'm in the camp of I, I love the summer ones. Uh, because for a couple of reasons, one is they're not clan specific, but the other is I like that they match uh, fairly closely with the fate symbol from the um, from the base game or, or yeah. FFG's vision of a Sakura. Yeah, I can totally. Yeah, that's kind of they were designed to be kind of a, a generic. But then I was like, you know, what? this gold's not great. You know what? I'll I'll do I'll do a real eighteen karat gold for spring, and I'll get the one I you know the one I envisioned. But this one is really, really nice, and this worked out really well. I can't help but you know actually get it out there. Um, but uh, but a lot of fun, a lot of fun with the, the seasonal stuff. And now all those I'm not going to be doing seasonal like those type of seasonal ones anymore. Um, and we're going to be moving on to new designs for the new year. Like I, I, I want those to be limited edition, maybe only available at conventions when I'm there. But online, I probably won't have them at once this, these minting runs sell out. I probably won't have those Sakura available. We'll have the next design and maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so is that next, the, the next designs that you're working on, I know you're working on the crane that you've talked about is your next goal, kind of an alternate design for each clan or. Yeah, I'm definitely working on variants for all the clans. Um, 
so I might not even have to go back and do Phoenix and Scorpion again, even though like the Scorpion one is like probably would be way up there if I had to pick a clan coin that is my favorite in terms of how it looked and how it came out. The uh, the variant Scorpion um, conspiracy and spoils Scorpions um, just look just so good in person. Personally, I, I per- like I'm just happy how they turned out. Um, so this is going to be just like just like the game where Phoenix is going to have all sorts of coins and Dragon's just going to have one. Oh no, <laughs> no stronghold. Well, I, well, I'm going to have I, every clan is going to have one variant because I'm going to have it I'm with kidding. their clan packs. That's my goal. Um, but then Phoenix might actually. And right now, I, I, I'm tempted because I love Phoenix. Um, I'm actually getting a temp, like a a short run of uh, of an 18 karat gold phoenix plated one uh just like the void phoenix but with 18 karat gold anyway working on that one right now is kind of a side thing because i want it um but uh we'll that's see the cool thing about yeah, making these is you get to make whatever you want yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it does come in handy and, and it may be something people want to give away for tournament prizes i'm just hoping hoping that phoenix like wins you know say winter court or something and then i can release it as like a celebratory one um but if they don't win then uh well I'll figure out we hope they win for a different reason, so they start, you know, banning yeah. Tadaka or something. Nerf Phoenix already. <laughs> that Man. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's the hardest design that you ever worked on? Like, uh, you know, did you ever run into speed bumps or get an order and they all were, you know, awful and you hated it? Or <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that happen. Um, I've had that happen a few times um, where. Uh, yeah, where a design just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Um, I had a few close calls. Um, I'd say, like, you know, definitely the hardest, like, the hardest one I mentioned just due to, like, all the, you know, conflicting requirements and challenges I have for the community. Would, you know, that crane one is definitely way up there. The hardest one physically would have been, you know, probably the, um, you know, I don't know, for, for other games, um, I don't want to talk too much about them because I know this is Alpha Barcast, but the, um, but the, the clue token was very challenging, broke molts a few times. And then the, 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 the sanity one in Alpha Bar was in, like insanely hard. I still don't have it right. And I've gone through like 20 iterations. Um, for uh, the Alpha Bar tokens, I think um, probably the, the Scorpion one um, had some, some big challenges, uh, but finally got, you know, kind of got to where I want it to be there. Um, a big challenge with the Imperial favor. Still not happy with it. You know, maybe, you know, the, the most um, polarizing of, of the tokens we have right now is the Imperial favor. Um, that's where, you know, those kind of tokens are where we get to a, a, a place where I'm trying to correct some things as a new player, you know, like in the new player, but, but things I feel like on the game design to bring new players into the fold. Um, you know, I, I designed the Imperial favor to try to be something that can't miss on the table having been to like multiple co-ties where i'm seeing tournament players forget they have imperial favor when resolving battles and i, I felt like that's something that was kind of missing it needs to be like it should be something more prominent it should be something that no one's confused is there that sort of thing so i kind of designed it to be something that's unmissable um but it, then it loses a little bit of its aesthetic appeal you know for some people and um the first designs of that had some some challenges with the enamel and i had to get an entire re re minting of those um before you know it was available to release so so i know we've already talked a little bit about you know stuff that you're working on in the future and it sounds like you got your work cut out for you for a long time uh 
But outside of the, the tokens that exist now, do you have anything else like in the pipeline that you want to potentially like spoil? I don't know. You already talked about X-Wing. Uh, yeah. But like, like I know people have, I have personally asked about honor dials and stuff in the past, although now I don't want you to make one. Just got a, I got a really nice one now from somebody. <laughs> so, so you well, can now, just take, take the back seat on that one. But <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. Well, no, I mean, now that you've given me that, now I'll take challenge though right now i've designed one that's good enough to make yeah question. yeah you'd have to pull me off of i just got one from rem in the discord server with the little magnetic snappy things in the corner and oh my god it's real nice oh nice <laughs> nice yeah um that's that that's a challenge i actually have been trying to work on that for a long time that are you know different iterations um uh, for honor dials um and i don't have anything yet that i'm proud enough to put forward um but uh, i've been experimenting with prototypes and some Plant specific ones, and I get I, that's probably the most requested thing that I don't make are those. Um, and I'll and I'll, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. Um, I just haven't figured out exactly the right design that kind of matches the you know aesthetic and feel I want. And now I have my challenge, so I'll I'll see if I can pull you <laughs> off of yours. Even though I'm sure that was amazing, and that, that is actually a, a, probably a big challenge. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that people make in the community is just so incredible. Um, that it's really hard to, you know, I own, I own lots of sets of tokens from a lot of different people, you know, even after I made mine, because it's like, oh, those are just gorgeous. Um, yeah, the amount so, of, of talented artists in the Alpha of our community is really impressive. Absolutely. And if there's any that aren't already doing stuff, I would, I would love help with art. So, like, I would be happy to, any, anybody who's, like, an Alpha of our, you know, loves Alpha of our to death, and you know, would would want to uh, reach out and and help me with you know some ideas for some designs or whatever. I've already got some feedback from the community um, who just loves chiming in with with, with their ideas or whatever. But if there's some artists, you know, freelance out there that want to help a little bit, I'd love to chat with them a bit. So. Cool. Well, is email the best way to get in touch with you? We can put it in the show notes. Um, I mean, there's a contact form on on you know our, our website at luxplay.com. Um, and, uh, you can talk, contact me there or, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure your, your, your listener, Nicholas, he's an artist. So, you know, if you've got anything to <laughs> it to me, I'll, I'll reach out to him. Oh, Nicholas. Well, Nicholas, if you didn't catch the, uh, the URL, we'll put that in the show notes so you can get in touch yeah. with Maddie. Yeah. I just recently got that set up. So, uh, before it was kind of a harder one to remember luxuryplaystyle.com, which works too, but Luxplay is, is a little easier to, to recall. So. Uh, so Maddie, when we were, we were talking before the show and you said that one of the, one of the things you liked uh, about us and something that's near and dear to your heart is getting new players into the game. So obviously it is for us too. Uh, we hadn't been playing long before we decided to start this podcast, but, uh, that's the whole reason that the Meek Informant exists. We wanted to, to come up with something that would help new players get into this game. That's a relatively complex game. Uh, what are some ways that you like to bring new players into it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm actually really excited. I, I love the idea for the open play approach. You know, I think they're doing it with a few different games of FFG, um, where, you know, you get rewards for casual play, which is a way, you know, like, you get people interested in it. What's this? You know, your local shop, I think that can kind of grow the audience because you have more opportunity to talk about it rather than just at tournaments or, or you know, in places where maybe there's multiple games played because you don't have enough people in your, your local store playing. Um, you don't open it up. You play other games instead. But if you, you're getting rewarded for it, you're going to get more exposure at the casual tables. So I think that's really good. But um, 
on my end, like, so the one thing I, you know, I always ask the community, hey, would there be, you know, is there any sort of community contest we could do where, you know, hey, if you taught someone new to play, you brought them to a tournament, the first tournament, you know, hey, we'll give out an award or a coupon or something. Like, I, I wanted to, you know, do some contests to kind of help with that just from the luxury playstyle side because it'd be cool to grow it. Um, but honestly, my, my thing now is actually, you know, ha- having bounced from a couple of games and then, uh, and, and, you know, hop back into LFR again. And um, I think, like, having some more casual modes for LFR would go a long way. Um, so, you know, in, in Magic the Gathering, you know, the, the, there's a, the commander format, which is community grown and has grown into this really big thing. Um, and I would love to see more casual formats for the game to kind of get people into some mode of LFR um, in on the casual days so that, you know, maybe they're getting to the more competitive stuff when, you know, for the tournaments as a side thing. Um, and I don't well, know how we would do that. Other well, than let me player. tell you how, actually, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> I have the answer to that question. Awesome. Uh, uh, if it was a question, in fact. Uh, the One of the local players here who has a written... Um, is it a, it's like a blog? It's a, it's a blog as part of a um, cardboardrepublic.com. Uh, his, he goes by the alias of Dave of the Five Rings. He is in the process of beta testing what he calls the Daimyo format, which we talked about actually a little bit on our last podcast, I think. Um, and it is the um, analogous format to commander format. Uh, and it's a short, it's like 20 to 30 minute games. I still am a bad person and haven't managed to read through the his beta rules that he's got, but they're, um, they're playing some games uh, around here. It's like you have, I think everybody's got the same stronghold at the moment and you can like tap it to bring your champion into play for free or something like that. And basically everything's cheaper and you break faster and you like the game and, and shorter. Um, and obviously there's a few cards that are problematic and they're sort of sifting through some of that, but uh, they're in the process of playtesting it. And if you're interested in getting your hands on the rules for it um, and maybe giving some feedback to Dave, uh, we can we can hook you up with that, and I think we're gonna have to find out a way to give get that information if Dave is willing to share it at this point to to our listeners because now we're now we're just well it has I have noticed that it's he's he originally posted it in the NEL five R Discord but it has migrated over to global okay so it doesn't seem like it's a closed thing we can talk to him and make sure it's okay but uh, if it's okay with him we, we can also link it in our show notes so uh, God that sounds amazing yeah yeah I would I would eat that up so I'll I'll, I'll I guarantee I'll play rules so. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so casual play formats, the the casual game night things. I totally, I'm excited about all that stuff too. Uh, agree with all that. Um, our way, I wanted to mention that one of the local players is a guy named James. He is a customer of yours um, and a, a loyal one. Apparently, he's got some of the big thick lion tokens and stuff. Um, and he just recently donated his first player token to our local uh our local game store for a tournament or for any number of tournaments uh until it's claimed as bounty um the local game store is uh midgard comics and games in Derry, new hampshire in case anyone i don't know if it's been claimed yet but he offered it up and he said the first person to win with an honor win uh at the store during a tournament gets to take the token home so like win the ter- whole tournament oh i thought it game, was right oh no i think it's just the first honor win oh okay 
anybody who gets the like the first honor win that happens. Okay. So you don't need to bring an honor win deck that's going to win the whole thing because that's maybe a pipe dream. But yeah. if you pull one off, you get the token. Um, that's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. So that's that. We actually had a tournament this past weekend, which we streamed on our Twitch stream. Um, I didn't hear about it being claimed yet in the in the channel, so it may have been. I need to check back on that. But but uh, yeah, come to Midgard uh, Comics and and try and claim it. Otherwise, we have a tournament coming up next month. I think I uh, don't know exactly yeah, when yet. It was uh, originally scheduled for Mother's Day, but I don't know if that's getting oh, rescheduled. Yeah, then people so. remembered their mothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, cool. I think that's sort of all that we had to ask you, is there anything that you want to talk about? No, I don't think I have anything specific. I, we, we gave a bunch of spoilers for, uh, for stuff that now I'm on the hook to do, even though, <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but no, um, I, you know, I, I, nothing really. I just, you know, if there's people who have, um, you know, feedback for the store, want to check this stuff out, um, please do. Um, I'd love to, uh, you know, like I'm hoping to, to get more conventions. Um, and yeah, we did have done a couple and they've been a lot of fun. Um, Kesky Games was nice enough to let us have a, de- a table at, um, at one of their premier play events. Um, just they, they don't normally do that, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we like your stuff. We'll let you do a table." And so I had a table there, and uh, it was a lot of fun meeting people there. So um, hopefully, I'll get up to more of those and, and meet more people in the community. So awesome. Um, so man, I feel a little bit subversive about doing this at the end. So, uh <laughs> secretly everybody's been listening to some kind of an advertisement not secretly we're, we're like so- soaking you in like let's talk about how great these tokens are go buy them um but we did want to announce that uh we've we discussed it a little bit back and forth with, with maddie and uh the meek informant will officially be sponsored or in a partnership or whatever you want to call it with with luxury playstyle um so Manny has been kind enough to, he's going to be hooking us up with some cool tokens to play with and show off on our streams and stuff. And um, you can check out some tokens and, and um, you know, watch us have them there and then be <laughs> jealous and want to go buy them. And when you do want to go buy them, we'll have a uh, coupon code for you to use that is Lux Informant. Um, all one word. Yeah, L-U-X yes. Informant. Yes, not Lux like Lucky, like Lucky Charms, but... Lux, Lux as in Latin for light. Exactly. Yeah. So we're super excited about that. Uh, and, you know, working with you, Maddie, and seeing your new, you know, we might be getting some, uh, oh, that's right, uh, some some preview design stuff to show off on the stream, um, or at least when new stuff comes out so that you can see what they're like yeah. uh, a little bit. You sort of a... Uh, a- We'll briefly mention it because we're here to talk about L5R, but sort of a, a little side project that uh, that Maddie's helping us with. He provided us with some tokens for Arkham Horror, and Eric and I will be doing some playthrough videos. Uh, yeah, we just got into it. Yeah, we just got into to Arkham Horror LCG, so uh, we'll be playing that, and we'll be showing off his tokens on that as well. Yeah, we're going to have a little um, playlist on our YouTube channel just, you know, once every handful of whenever, as soon as we, you know, as often as we're able to do them, playing through probably starting with the Dunwich legacy because that's we're we're new to the game so we're gonna go we're, we're gonna skip the core set stuff and go straight to that because it's just more interesting yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah lots of cool stuff coming up and hopefully yeah if you have any interest in Arkham um, you know since you're an FFG person check it out maybe you'll like it or if not ignore it <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> I'm sure uh, I think it. yeah yeah he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think that's everything that we had for tonight. So, um, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. And oh, thank, uh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a, been a lot of blast, and I, like I love that we're kind of kindred spirits on a lot of different things. So, uh, so uh, it's uh, it's gonna be great, uh, you know, interacting with you guys even more. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So, oh right, and I have an outro <laughs> that I'm supposed to remember here, and it's about samurai and peasants. I think it's samurai seldom known as peasants. Hey, uh, I got, got it. it. It's the first one. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Good night. I Good just, night, I just waved. <laughs> You've been listening to The Meek Informant. You can find us on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash The Meek Informant. And can subscribe to our podcast through Google's podcast app, Apple's podcast app via iTunes, or Podbean at themeekinformant.podbean.com forward slash feed.xml Want to continue the conversation about today's topic or any of our other content? We can be reached via our Facebook page or email themeekinformant at gmail.com We also have a Twitter account at meekinformant Our YouTube or Twitch accounts can also be found by searching for The Meek Informant If you would like to help others find us, please consider writing a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to our show. Thanks for listening, and remember, samurai seldom notice peasants. Peasants always notice samurai.